All you can be is yourself. All you can be is what your calling is. All you can be is what your destiny is. A lot of people fall in the category of trying to be someone who they aren't or to please people unnecessarily just to either make them happy or they are unhappy with themselves. I always wonder why that was. Are you not happy with what and how God portrayed you that you strive to be someone that you aren't? This is not just a black versus white thing. We all strive to be someone that we aren't and we want to either have a better life or someone else's for that matter. There is nothing wrong with that. That is just human nature. What the actual problem is, people don't know how or when to throw in the towel. And by towel, I mean to just either mind their business or pull back a little bit and stay in their lane, which is easier said than done. When people hear that term, stay in their lane, most people get offended by that, and I'm not sure. Sometimes you are out of your element. A lot of people like showboating what they can do by working out of their means, their skills, and reasonable capabilities. Which can be said the same way about white people hating black people so disgustingly, and yet to want to say they understand our pain. How, Sway? How can you understand someone's pain when one, where one, you were the one to cause it, and two, you don't really know another culture as much as you think you do. The only thing you know about African Americans is that we are good workers, we have excellent bone structure, and our babies come out beautiful. Case in point, the movie Get Out, which is about an interracial couple and a girlfriend, was bringing him home to meet the parents. What he didn't know was this place was weird, creepy, and the family and community was racist. In their minds, taking body parts from black people was a game and tradition they did eyes, arms, legs, everything to create the perfect person. Now, I'm paraphrasing the movie, nor do I want to ruin it if you didn't watch it. It's actually a very good movie. In the audience, when I went to go see this movie, it was very diverse. Interracial couples everywhere, which was interesting in itself. Black people went in mad and left angry and annoyed. White people went into the theater intrigued and left feeling empowered and such. Now, this is just my observation from my view on the theater I went to. I can't speak on others. The same can be said when the NWA movie came out back in August of 2014. I saw it on my birthday. That movie sparked a whole lot of safety issues for white people in the theater that weekend. A lot of people, previous generations, knew that story already of NWA. But I, a lot of millennials, didn't know it to its capacity. It was a phenomenal movie and was amazingly put together. While NWA was focused on the story of these five young men and the trial of tribulations, Get Out centered around what and how white people really saw and viewed them, and the lengths and depths they would go to accomplish the goal to be number one. That movie aside, that has been going on for years. Not the removal of black body parts. Well, if you count Emmett Till, then sure. But the fact that secretly whites want to be black and black people just want to live. We aren't trying to be someone we aren't. We just want to fit in and say, I was that. The amount of females who get surgery to either have a bigger butt, bigger lips, long straight hair, bigger boobs. Why? Are you not happy with how God created you? Again, nothing wrong with trying to improve your confidence. But it gets to be tricky and annoying when you get a bigger butt and hips and lips and try to tell us that you were born this way. No, you weren't black people as you know because of all the cartoons flyers and wanted ads that are put out to catch slaves kill them sell them or betray them in movies the people had us looking like apes and queens and monkeys with the big lips overgrown eyes nappy hair and bent over body and thick thighs don't think that is forgotten because no one really discusses it i remember how in school we had to read stories about my ancestors and the horrible horror they went through I remember learning about Emmett Till on my own because it isn't taught in school. 
and how horrified I was to see how he looked, to watch Birth of a Nation and see how and see how they portrayed us to look in other countless books and stories on what they really thought of us. So you can't tell me that whites secretly don't want to be us and have that sort of connection that we have to our roots because black people love where they come from, aside from white people desperately trying to either send us back to Africa or kill us. We are proud of our ancestors because we know all they did to endure, and for what? To make America great again from what? What was so bad about it that it needs to be made great again? The fact remains the people who are in, the he- in that headspace and the people who operate with that line of thinking will go nowhere in life. Being stuck in that World War I mentality and even the Civil War, we are going backwards and it is a scary time. You desire to be us. When you want to shoot us down and move into our towns and cities, but at the same time you want to go down to Jamaica vacation and learn how to crip walk. You can't have it both ways, I think. I said that before. You wanted so badly to keep whites and blacks separated in the 1950s with these signs, colors, and whites only. But now you want to be up on us, up on our men, and trying to have mixed babies. Ain't nothing wrong with wanting beautiful babies, but please, y'all have to stop trying to have your cake and eat it too. You want the mixed babies with the hair all out, but when we have our babies like that, we are labored as not taking care of them. You want to lay and be with our men, but when it is reversed, we are looked at as tampering with your race and your heritage. You want to eat and try to cook our food, but don't want to be seen out in the certain areas that sell it. You want to travel to our homelands and see our culture, but yet you complain that the African American History Museum is taking too much space. You want to listen to our music and try to rap, but when we make our music and talk about real life things, we are looked at as thugs who are complaining. You want to hold on so tightly to your Confederate flags and your monumental statues, but yet when we want to tear down or remove the ones rightfully so of slaveholders, it's an issue. When we are screaming Black Lives Matter and the NAACP, the SPLC, and the SNCC, the Black Panther Party, Malcolm X, MLK, and countless others are just trying to do justice, give us freedom, and speak the truth, you guys have a problem. But at the same time, you are the first to quote from MLK in a classroom or your books or even in a conversation. Most importantly, when our brothers, sons, daughters, children, aunts, uncles, friends, mothers, fathers, grandparents are dying out on the streets, where are you? Where is the support you have for your fellow comrades when their lives are in need of, or if it was your child? These cases we see when a white child goes missing or is kidnapped. They set out a whole SWAT team, the whole police force, FBI, and they put their best men and women on the job. But evidently, when it just comes to another black person, you may, and I use that word extremely loosely, follow some leads, ask some questions, and they send a cop to a door. Two, three months go by, this poor family has heard nothing. And now we are looked at as a nuisance to the police force because we just want you to do your jobs. White people figure, well, if I let this go by and time has gone by, this will just go away and I won't have to do much work. Which inevitably happens and then what do we do next? You see on CNN covers the case. Benjamin Crump, the lawyer, comes on and tries to get in front of it. They either call Reverend Al Sharpton or help from NAACP to get support and help. Then a movement starts and protests and so on and so forth. While all the while, this young brother or sister name is getting farther and farther lost in the sauce, and she or he becomes another name on the sidewalk, or on a wall, or a t-shirt. Another name in a book, a Google search, another mother has to bury her child before any answers were given. Then, all of a sudden, breaking news, a video gets leaked from either an anonymous source or the footage has just magically been released six months later. We see bits and pieces of the body cam going in and out, 
and being cut off during times. We either hear or see white cops using unnecessary force again. We see or hear white cops using racial slurs again. We see another man fearing for his life again, pleading for cops to stop again, fearing that he can't breathe again, fearing that he won't make it home again, fearing that he won't see his family again. Fearing that this is the last day on earth, again. Calling out he can't breathe or for a family member, again. Screaming, complying, listening, silent, not moving. Handcuffed, dead, again. And all, and I mean all, of this can be avoided every single time if cops, white cops, would stop looking at us as animals. Because every case that we have seen or heard, that is how we are being treated. We are being looked at and handled, I should say, as a bother and just. As things you can you can't wait to get off of them. These cases are piling up day after day, and what people are doing about it is nothing, not a thing. Days go by, and mothers are losing more children. This president, your president, is dividing this country even more. People are still dying from COVID, and life goes on because this didn't happen to you, right? This wasn't your child murdered in cold blood on camera, and no justice was served. This wasn't one of your loved ones. This wasn't unnecessary force in your eyes. This wasn't racial profiling. This was called for. These cops followed the rules, their training. In what world is it okay to choke hold a child? In what world is it okay to lay your knees in someone's spine for eight minutes and 46 seconds? In what world is it okay for you to shoot a sleeping beauty eight times while she's in her home? What world is it okay for you to take a father from a daughter, from his daughter? What world is it okay for you to take a son from his mother? What world is it okay for you to murder someone and get death duty? In what world is it okay for a president to say during a riot in Charlottesville that you had fine people on both sides? Both sides of what? These people were racist, white murderers, and the fact that you think those kind of people are fine people really says something about you in today's society. No one was fine that day. No one. A young girl died while being run over by a car. Out of fine people you called. And that is okay with your world? To have a president who believes and says and contradicts himself hourly? Not even hourly. Daily? Not even daily. Minutely? This world is going to crap, and we are worse off than we had ever been. You desire to be us. Evidence, actions, and recent events in history have shown that and how and how you truly feel. People lie, numbers lie, but facts don't lie. And I said that before. You can't hide anymore behind your veil of white privilege because now everything is up in your face. What are you going to do now? Are you going to run to your white constituents and ask for them for help? Are you going to run to your black homies and see if they can give you a better understanding of the situation? Or are you going to turn to your parents and grandparents and ask for some help? But wait, you can't go to them because their way of thinking and their outlook on the world is why we are here in the first place. So what can you do? Slowly, your white privilege is deteriorating and soon there will be nowhere you can fly to hide or pay off. You can try going to your local mayor or governor, or hell, just for kicks, the president, but they are so ass backwards they can't help. What is there to do in a world that seems so confusing and you are so lost that you can't even turn to your community? Nowadays, everyone is either too sensitive about what to say and not to say, or if they do say something and get caught, they shy away. Why shy away from what you said? You can always tell someone's true colors by three different ways. One, they are drunk. Drunk eyes never tell lies. Two, first encounters, first five minutes always tells you everything you need to know about a person. Three, how they treat their mother. And this goes for men and women. If they show them disrespect, then they have no respect for themselves or you. With that being said, listen to your gut and your intuition. You have heard of a mother's intuition, right? 
you listen to that because 10 times out of 10 you are normally right what is truly changing what people have to be aware about is people are becoming more open and bold with how they really feel like as once no at life as we know it life as we once knew it isn't the same and probably never will be white people are somehow getting this entitled feeling back granted it never left and it was always there but now since your president says anything that comes to his head people are thinking that is it okay that it is okay it is validated to hang confederate flags outside and slay and say racial slurs boldly to your face and not get any um ass weapons so to speak I have seen people do that and disrespect others for so many years and it amazed me that no one seems to learn from it. No one seems to learn from anything from their predecessors or, or just from watching other people do the same and fail. When will the time come when we don't have to worry about white people trying to kill us daily? When will the time come when we don't have to worry about being poor for another 75 years? When will we have to worry about cops not shooting us down the streets, schools, educating their kids on the right track and giving them the correct information? Being taught the wrong information is harmful in itself and the cycle can't be broken if people want to stay the same. Desire is one thing, but why not desire to be your own person, or at least try to break the chain of systematic racism? People always say that it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe that isn't necessarily true. You don't need a village to raise a child, you need a person or two to raise one. Same with when people say we can't stop racism. It is up to white people. That is true, but also you can help along the way. Instead of leaving it up to them on their own, because I'm not sure if you haven't noticed, but it has been 400 years that they had to get together and change their ways and start over. But yet they haven't. My thing is if it has been that long, do you honestly think that they are going to try to fix things now? When they have had it all this time and yet didn't see the need to try? When time and time and decade again we have been beaten, killed, shot, and our population is dying. But yet people's focus is on criminal is, is on animal cruelty, which rightfully so, and everything else under the sun. But we have we have and had to fight to get our names recognized and our skin recognized. I'm talking about Black History Month, which by the way is the shortest month of the year, and of course they gave that to us. While the fact remains that during this month they show the same five black movies. Martin Luther King Jr., one with the light skinned guy and a dark skinned guy. Two, Rose Parks with Angela Bassett. Three, maybe if you're lucky, Malcolm X with Denzel Washington. Four, Maya Angelou special and No Other Cage Bird Things. Five, Loops. These are the same five movies that are played every year on TV during this month. Sadly enough, this February in 2020 only saw one MLK movie. And that was played at the end of the month. It is getting to the point that we can't even have our full month of experiencing and enjoying our black culture. It boils down to people not wanting to let us have our heritage and learning about it. The knowledge of our people is getting lost. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this chapter. This one was a little bit longer than the other ones. And this one kind of kind of got a little angry. <laughs> had a lot to say but i don't want to say too much because i want this chapter to settle in so i hope you guys had a great week and i hope you guys have a great sunday and a blessed evening again every sunday this will be aired at six o'clock 6 30 eastern um and you can catch me on all platforms at lana and pure i hope you guys have a great week and do something that you didn't do the night before see you next time